What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have uh, um, Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host of the Huddle. Coach! Yes! All right! (laughs) First touchdown of the year. (laughs) Bobby Hurricane, yeah. You know the name. Already, it's Mercy. It's the Six Red King Show. Can't forget the name, though. Got Jazz, Blue, Vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. Real Port Alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange or green. We see the Six Red Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane, that's never still put a damage to What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. Welcome back, everybody. Happy New Year. Who, who are you guys? Who I, we, for, we almost forgot how to do this. I know. Right? You, you should have heard this like five minutes before. All right, wait a second. Let's make sure everything works. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while, man. But uh, blessed to have everybody back here in the new year. Uh, talking a little college football today, baby. Transfer portal news, recruiting news. Uh, but also t- tonight is the night where we all wish and we all pray to the football gods that we will be one day soon and it's national it's it's a national championship night right as uh tcu uh gets uh, gets ready to take on the georgia bulldogs right now game's about to start probably in the next five minutes or so so uh you know it, it's i was talking to vish off off air uh dj about this saying that there is not an amount of money that i wouldn't pay to be at this game when the hurricanes get back to it 
and it doesn't really matter. And then we're like, well, let's try to see if we can cre credential first. <laughs> now, yeah. the, the, the truth is, man, like this is, this is obviously right. The pinnacle of college football, the national championship game where this is the reason why we, we did what we did last year. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, was we brought in uh, this staff, we, we we're, you know, we're starting to recruit, we're starting to transfer portal, trying to get this team together, this program, together to where it needs to be to be able to be uh whether if it's whether it's in california or you know new orleans or texas or miami wherever the game is at atlanta it doesn't matter um that's where you want to be at the end of the day obviously you know in the next couple of years things are going to change a little bit with the playoffs again so that's going to be interesting to see a top 12 now you've got like a legitimate playoff um you know with with 12 teams where anything could happen anything goes and so the point is to get into that and to compete and to be in, at the, in this position to be able to, um, you know, hoist up that national championship trophy. So uh, saying that, uh, let's talk a little bit about this game real quick, um, because I think obviously I, I don't think any of us had TCU playing in the national championship game when the season started. And quite frankly, even when, you know, it was getting closer to, uh, you know, to, um, bowl season and all that we kind of it, it, it's a surprise but it's it's a hell of a team right and i know a lot of people are saying well hey they went five and seven last year look at them this year uh and they're they're playing for the national championship and why couldn't we do that and all that stuff we're not gonna we're not here to have that conversation today i'm actually very happy that tcu is in the national championship game they've got a hell of a team but they are playing a juggernaut right they're playing the best team in the in in, in college football and that's the georgia bulldogs and uh this is going to be a tough tough test for tcu Really quick, we've got five minutes, you know, about five minutes to go before this game starts. How do you like this? You know, what do you like about TCU and Georgia? We'll start off with you, DJ, you know, and and what do you think this game, how, th how this game could go? I like TCU because of the speed on defense that they bring to the table. I watched them in the semifinal game um, a couple weeks ago, and, you know, they just had a bunch of speed defensively and I think that's something that you know Miami that could be a blueprint for them speed on the defensive side of the football and then as far as Georgia goes I mean they have a you know two-headed monster at running back they have great wide receivers they have a pretty good quarterback in Stenson Bennett not to mention a solid O-line so Georgia kind of has that well-rounded team that you know you kind of want to you know make your program into um you know, as far as how this game will go, I think, you know, TCU will keep it close in the first quarter, but as experienced teams do, Georgia will turn on the gas in the second half when they need it most, and they know how to win. They know how to get the job done. So I see Georgia winning tonight, but I don't think it will be a blowout. I think it's going to be a fun game for sure. Yeah, it's it's a 13-point 13, 13 spread, Vish. Um, I'm not a gambling man. I don't do any of that stuff, but I love – I love this matchup for two reasons, right? First of all, the underdog, right? It's TCU. Like if Michigan was in it, um, obviously, you know, I, you know, I've, I've already said, I, you know, I love Michigan, right? I, you know, I, I love to see them back in it. However, seeing TCU in it, it, it's it's that underdog mentality that they have, right? They've got a chip on their shoulder. They they come in with nobody expecting them to win except them. 
right? And they've got a hell of a team, right? They're, they're led by Max Dugan. Uh, they've got Quinton Johnson on the outside. Uh, I, I'm not sure if Kendra Miller is going to play today, but they've got that's you know that backup running back. Uh, can't, I can't pronounce his name now, but uh, he's a good player. They've got D. Winters as another wide receiver. They've got a hell of a line um, on the, on the defensive side of the ball. They've got some big time players as well. So yeah, um, and not to mention they've got Ladanian Tomlinson's nephew, I believe, is the cornerback uh, um, for them. That's a really good cornerback who's probably going to go out in the first round. Um, of the draft, so <clears throat> a solid team. But we're talking about Georgia, right? We're talking about a team that lost five guys to the to lost five first rounders and came back and just absolutely reloaded again, right? They are a lot of people are saying that they are the new Alabama, right? They're going to be that team that's just going to run through everything now. Um, my biggest my biggest concern for TCU is just how big Georgia is up front on both sides of the football. On uh, the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Jalen Carter obviously in Georgia on the defensive side of the ball leads that defense with Keely Ringo um, and and some of their big time linebackers as well. Um, how, give me your take, Vish, on how you can you know how you feel about both of these programs, but also what what it would take for a team like TCU to beat Georgia, and who who do you got winning the game? Yeah, just just to start off, it, it's great to see another team in there. This has become yes, the, yes. the 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 Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama playoffs. It's like a combination of some of those teams seem to always be in there. At least there's like some fresh blood in there. It's just, and I know they're going to a twelve team playoff in a couple of years. I don't. I think we're kind of hopefully we're done with just a few teams dominating because as Michigan, you know, they were heavy favorites. If you if you actually have to beat people. It's not as easy as it looks. Um, and the more that you have to be, like, the more likely you are to get upsets. There isn't that much, to kind of answer your question, there isn't that much separating these teams at the top of college football. And, you know, TCU, they lost one game this year. It was in overtime. Like, this is a this is a really good team, and results matter. Knowing how to win matters. Now, with that said, if you look at what they did against Michigan, I mean, a lot of that was Michigan fumbling in the goal line, Michigan going for it on the first drive, not getting it through two pick sixes. Like, they're not going to be able to replicate that. But TCU also made a ton of mistakes. I believe they had three turnovers. So for them to win, they can't do that. They got to play clean. Yeah, if there, was, hit if there was two or three more minutes left in that game, I see I see Michigan winning it. Yeah, and, and frankly, Michigan shot itself in the foot multiple times. And I also, you know, looking, I think if they look back on that, I don't know that they were as focused as they should have been coming in. Right. Um, it's one of those things where it sounds stupid to say you overlook an opponent in the semifinals. Of the- well, the same thing happened <laughs> but, in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, and right? Georgia was able to kind of pull it out. Um, and and but so I, I, with that said, I know there's a lot of talk about Georgia's line. Like that was Michigan's claim to fame. TCU held up fine. Even even Michigan was scoring. They did it through the air. Yeah, they were not able to run the ball after that first play of the game. They were not able to physically move TCU around, which. Surprised me for sure. TCU is a lot stronger in the trenches than people think. I, I mean, Georgia's favored for a reason. If I, I think they'll win, but TCU's got a shot here. And if they they got to play clean, though, they cannot turn it over. Um, one of the reasons Michigan kept coming back is like at the end of the third quarter, it looked like you know TCU had taken control. Michigan's a touchdown. TCU fumbles on the next play, right? And you, you right. can't do that. They 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 won't be able to do that. Get away with that here. But yeah, no, they got a they've got a decent chance if. I think the big thing is they got Dugan needs time to throw the ball. I don't think they're going to be able to run on this Georgia team, but I do think they have some they have some chance in the secondary 
to to take advantage there. So I think that's what they got to do. They got to get him time. He's got to be able to complete passes, and then they're going to have to win the turnover battle probably heavily. I think you mentioned this earlier on Twitter, too. I think this is going to be a higher-scoring game than people think it's going to be. Um, I do think that Georgia wins the game, but I, like I said, I pimped down, by, by the way, uh, shout-out to Fresh and Pimp Down already in the chat. Uh, throwing up some numbers. That's that's a big number, 49-21. Um, I know that the uh, <clears throat> the over-under is uh, 60, 62, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, wow, this is cool. They've got LaDainian Tomlinson coming out with uh, with TCU and Matthew Stafford coming out with Georgia now as they do the, uh, the, the coin toss. So kind of cool, kind of cool on that part. Um, yeah, I'm going to go – I'm going to give – let's give some uh, some some predictions here on, on – on uh on uh scores i'm gonna go i'll, I'll do the first prediction i'm gonna say uh it's 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 a sh- it's a little bit of a shootout and and georgia kind of kind of pulls away a little bit at the end i'm gonna go 41 31 uh <clears throat> georgia wins wins the national championship what do you got dj 35 21 georgia georgia's solid play on the interior will stop tcu's run like you guys kind of alluded to a little bit tcu will hang around in the first half but the second half is when George will use that experience and seal the game. I like it. What do you got, Bish? Yeah, I'll go uh, 38-28. Um, and I th- it feels like one where George is kind of in control the whole game, but TC is just hanging around but doesn't quite have enough. I'm with you. I think it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch, though. Um, they're going to get set to kick off now, so we'll definitely watch that uh, a little bit here before uh before we get on out uh of the uh uh before we get on out of here but um let's let's shift over to uh what we all wanted to talk about man let's talk a little transfer portal football miami hurricanes recruiting uh we really didn't get to talk to you guys uh too much after national signing day early national signing day uh in december so quite a bit has happened since then right we know cormani mcclain did not sign uh he looks to be signing on the 15th uh, there's only about 10 days left in uh, the transfer portal. Uh, so let's, um, you know, for everybody who's kind of who's kind of getting anxious, trust me, I think uh, I think I'm getting a little anxious as well. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to co- continue with with the cliche of we got to trust Mario. We got to, you know, we got to let him do his thing. We got to let I, I get all of that. But we're still kind of getting anxious. Right. There's a lot of good players that have already committed to other schools. Um, that's not to say Miami hasn't gotten a few really good players. Uh, we'll start off with, um, uh, yesterday, actually, I think they got what could possibly be the best center in the transfer portal. And quite frankly, he was one of the best, uh, one of the best centers in college football last year, uh, which is Matt Lee, uh, six foot four to uh, 300 pound, uh, center, uh, who transferred out of UCF. I think it was rated the top. Some some have him as number one center. Some have him as the top three center in college football last year. Big time pickup for the Miami Hurricanes, I think, as we continue to bolster and revamp the offensive line, which obviously is a huge issue. Now creates a little more depth. I know we talked about depth last year, but we're really talking about some serious revamping with the uh, with one of the top centers in, in college football now coming to play at Miami. Um, has some really nice ties to the area because um, if any of you noticed the pictures that were taken when he was out to dinner with uh, Coach Mirabal and, and Cristobal, and there you go, top three centers in the nation, um, and some of the other guys, they, they brought out a, a, a close friend of Mario Cristobal uh, who was with him in, at Columbus. Uh, they know each other from Columbus who played center at UCF, and I think his name was uh, Mike Galvez. 
if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he came out to the dinner. You, ha- you saw TVD out there in the dinner as well. So they, they pulled out all the stops to, to get Matt Lee down here to Miami, and I think that um, it's a great move. Uh, you know, this is not a knock on Ja'Kai Clark, but uh, this just improves that offensive line even more, creates more competition, creates more depth, and um, you, you get a guy like that. Uh, you know, whether he's – which obviously there's a lot of people that think oh, 17 flags already came out on the field in the first play of the game uh, for a false start. So TCU's already spooked. Um, ACC refs. Yeah. You're, you're, buckle up, everyone. Buckle, buckle up. up. <laughs> um, so I, I like this move of getting Matt Lee. I think it's huge. Uh, people are not giving enough credit to uh, to this move, to this guy coming in. What are your thoughts on on, on Matt Lee, DJ? I like the move as well because we want to run the football a little bit more as we see the offense right now. And what do you do? You get a center that can move people around, can kind of create space in the trenches in Matt Lee, and you you surround players with the you know the the complementary assets to run the football. We already have you know a very strong group of running backs. Now we're getting one of the top three centers in Matt Lee. I like that there seems to be cohesion with this move. Um, as it relates to the rest of the offense, and I'm excited to see him on the field because we I feel like we've been saying we need better offensive line play for quite some time now. <laughs> you, uh, you're yeah, all- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no kidding. Um, it, it just so, – so as you mentioned, right, like now we've got a, a center that we've recruited. We recruited the number one offensive lineman, period, out of the transfer portal, JVN Cohen. As well, you've got the two monsters in Samson, Okanlola, and, and Francis Maligoa. Uh, you're bringing back Jalen Rivers, which is huge. <clears throat> and you've got Matthew McCoy, who um, a lot of people were saying that he probably would have started last year if he, had he not gotten injured and missed the season. So Matthew McCoy. And then you've got Ines Cooper as well. So now you're talking about you're talking about getting seven or eight deep, right? And, of course, Ja'Kai Clark and, <clears throat> excuse me, and Zion Nelson if he's healthy. Uh, you're talking about a nice offensive line now. Before we get to the next guy, if if you're an offensive lineman, okay, this was a topic that was brought up yesterday in, in the Discord. Um, if you're an offensive lineman, let's say you're another, you're, you're a big time offensive tackle. Obviously, if he wants to come to Miami, <clears throat> Miami will take him. But that's not the question. The question is, if you are an offensive lineman and you saw Miami's uh, you know, depth. You saw who they had at offensive line. Would you want to come play for this for 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 Miami right now? If you had if you had the option, if Miami was an option for you to play offensive line, do you think that you would come in? You know, would you be the kind of guy that would be like, oh yeah, I can go play there? Would you? Do you think that a, a top offensive lineman would want to come to Miami? Vish, we'll start with you on that. Yeah. Um... Look at the coaches that you have to coach the offensive line, right? That's the first thing. If you think about the two things that matter the most to a player, playing time, which, you know, unfortunately for us, but fortunately for anyone coming in, plenty of playing time available the way that offensive line's been playing. You know, if you do well in practice, you will get a shot there. Um, And the second thing is that they develop you so you have a shot at going to the next level. And we can talk about all all we want about how the season went off the rails this year, but – no one has any questions about Maribel and, and Cristobal's ability to develop offensive linemen. So you look at that pedigree as you're in lineman, I like can play right away and get coached by people that are consistently put people in the, uh, in the, in the league. Uh, 
<laughs> Damn you, Ben. Yep. You gotta put that right. one up. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I would definitely come in, uh, come in, uh, come in here because I think I can play right away, and I think I have a good shot at going to the next level after that. Yeah, I think I think that if you are an underclassman, if you are a uh, yeah, I love that Ben. <laughs> Shout out to Ben Anthony. He's got a question. We'll we'll talk about it in a second and pin down. You 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 brought something up. We'll talk about for sure in a second. Um, <clears throat> but I think that if you're a top top lineman, I think you still got one op- one one position one spot open for a big time guy to come in and compete now the question is right here's the risk the risk is if you are a senior if you're trying to get some nfl tape and nil money it's a risk to come here right now because of all the guys that they have recruited already so do you want to risk having to really and i know it sounds crazy but this is the this is the world we live in now for college football right do you want to risk having to come in and bust your butt to compete for a starting job, or do you want to go to a place where you know you're going to start right away, get playing time, get NFL tape, and boom, and get your NIL money? That's I think that's going to be the biggest concern for any other big-time offensive lineman that wants to come in here because you've got 50 other, 100 other places that could you know, bring you in to start right away. So that's going to be the biggest thing. Um, <clears throat> let's move into uh, the next guy that committed today, another big-time guy that – we definitely needed on the, uh, um, you know, on in the trenches, right, on the defensive side of the ball, big-time defensive tackle, uh, you know, big defensive tackle. I don't want to say he's a big-time defensive tackle. He's in the transfer portal, but he's a guy that can come in and really contribute, uh, considering also, obviously, there was a lot of smoke about Daryl Jackson coming back to, to Miami and not signing with FSU. That's uh, no longer the case anymore. He decided to sign up and enroll. Um, that was a tricky one. It was a crazy one. We won't really kind of talk about it because who the hell knows what the hell happened there. But um, let's talk about Branson Branson Dean, I believe his name is, um, if I got that name right. I thought um, it was just Brandon, but let me take a look here. It is Branson. You're right. Branson? It is? Yep. Okay. So Branson Dean, right? Dean is the last name? Yep. Awesome. Branson Dean. Uh, Dean with two E's. With two E's out of, um, out of Purdue, right? Uh, big defensive tackle. Another guy, six foot, what, six foot four, six foot five, uh, two, two, 280 pounds. He's another big guy um, that is going to come in and probably be pretty productive here as well. You know, look, Miami's looking at some other guys as well still to kind of bolster that off of, uh, that defensive line, um, especially on the inside. Excuse me. So um, don't know a lot about him, but, uh, you know, based off of, some of the people that I've spoken to, his tape is pretty good. He's got a motor. Uh, he can come in and he can, you know, plug some holes in defensive tackle, which is obviously a position that we're going to need some help at. Uh, not a lot of guys there right now, but the guys that we do have are very good. You know, a lot of people are sleeping on guys like Ahmad Moten. Um, and uh, he obviously get Lichtenstein back um, for his 28th year in college football. But uh, I like this move with Branson Dean. Uh, DJ, this is a Big Ten guy, right? Uh, Purdue, uh, you probably saw a little bit more Purdue football than some of us did. Um, Any any ideas as to what a guy like Branson Dean could bring, or maybe even you know even the type of the type of defense that he played at Purdue, how it translates to him coming down here and being productive here? Well, I can say that for a Big Ten defense and a Big Ten defensive player. You need to know how to be able to stop the run. Running the football is a big 
thing in the Big Ten, and we saw it here for better or for worse with Josh Gaddis. I mean, but um, he had 28 tackles last season. He was a, a Big Ten honorable mention. He's a guy that can come in and make an immediate impact. Um, you know, he can move. He is, you know, a quick mover, but he's also a very solid all-around tackler and somebody that can, you know, help stop the run. So I think this is, you know, a good pickup for Miami because, you know, I don't want to sound biased here, but Big Ten football kind of helps defensive tackles transition and condition to a gritty type of offensive run game, and I think that will help Miami in the trenches as well. Uh, ben, I don't know if that's entirely true. Uh, I'm, I don't think it is, and we'll, we'll we'll check that. We'll check that stat, but I know that he had some some big time uh, offensive alignment at Oregon, like Lemieux. Um, and he had another guy. I can't remember his name now, but I know he had. I believe a... Ben is correct, actually. I mean, check yeah, I, I don't, I, I, it could be, but I think Lemieux got drafted, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> and I think he may have had another guy, um, that, uh, that was drafted, but he could be right. But, um, <clears throat> I think, uh, if you look at some of the guys that he did develop that obviously were still there now, um, at Oregon, <clears throat> that's, that's, uh, that's that's neither here nor there. I think uh, him and, and Mirabal know how to develop offensive linemen. Uh, I'm pretty sure he coached the offensive line at, at Alabama, but whatever. Um, you know, who know who? You know, I don't know if that has anything to do with developing offensive linemen or whatnot. But <clears throat> I think he did okay doing that. Um, uh, kind of going back on Branson Dean uh, Vish, just overall the defensive tackle position, right? That's a that's a position that. You know, we've had some, we've had a little bit of attrition uh, this past year, and and quite frankly, not great play, right? Daryl Jackson was probably our top guy there with Leonard Taylor uh, flashing a little bit, but um, that's a position to me. Branson Dean provides that, right? Yeah, and and we've talked about this offline. I don't know if we talked about it on the show much, but a majority of our portal kids are off the defense. Yep, Thomas Gore is another one. Yeah, yeah. So, so we got to plug gaps there, and, and he'll he'll certainly do that. The thing that jumps out to me is this is he was productive, right? And we just need guys that can make plays and you know make tackles when they're in position. We're expecting Leonard Taylor, you know, to to like if you recall last year, he got off to a slow start, um, had a you know, crystal ball kind of talk to him. They had like a, a talk about you know his performance and things he used to do better and made a huge difference. He came back strong in the second half of the year. If right. you get Leonard Taylor drawing double teams consistently, forcing that, then you just need the guy next one to be productive, make the right play, make the tackle. And Dean definitely has done that at Purdue. So what you're looking for there is just productivity. When the play right. comes to you, make the tackle, stay in the right gap, and and allow Leonard Taylor to occupy multiple blockers. And and I think that's kind of the plan here. And, and you can see the guys that – because it would be great if you could get like, you know – all Americans in the portal at every position. That's not going to happen, right? So you're looking for productivity, guys that can fill a gap because you're looking to build that five-star talent out of out of the uh, out of high school, right? That's so you can kind of see those two things happening at once, um, and and that's why you mentioned Gore as well. These are these are guys that you know, have been really productive. That you right. you figure you know if you put them in the right position, and the play comes in, they'll make the tackle, they'll make the play, and that's. That's what you want. That's as, exactly what you want. as low as a bar of a bar as that might sound, <laughs> hasn't been happening. So you know this is this this is 
I feel this isn't you mentioned Daryl Jackson and obviously we don't know what happened with the whole drama this week, but you know, he was probably our most productive, at least over the course of the entire year, defensive tackle. I think I think Dean has the potential to be quite a bit better than that. So I'm That's definitely great. excited with this. Yeah. By the way, Georgia did score a touchdown on a kind of like a uh, an, an, uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, read, it's, read it's the, the first the first opening salvos weren't promising with Dugan missing two easy throws, including one that looked like could have gone for a touchdown, and then yeah. uh, um, TCU missing a bunch of tackles, and then Lang Stetson Bennett walk into the end zone from twenty yards. So, so not not looking that good. Looked, early, that looked pretty easy to me. Early, so. early returns are not good. <laughs> uh, ben, yeah, so. Uh, all good, yeah. So it, it looks like he did have some other guys drafted. Yeah, he only had Penny Sewell drafted in the first round. Uh, I mean, he's still pretty good, man. You're talking about four four offensive linemen drafted. Um, you know, at the end of the day, not everybody can get drafted in the first round um, or in the third or in the second round. I mean, you know, the, the fact that he did develop offensive linemen, that many of his alignment to get drafted is 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 a big deal. So I I, I like that either way. Um, also, someone mentioned up here. Let's let's kind of go back really quick to what um, <clears throat> I believe it was. Pimp down, yes. So pimp down rope, uh, seven forty six. Yeah. Oh shit! I almost dropped my light here. <laughs> um, Soft season. You're you're not you're not. In I'm not ready, season. man. Yeah. Oh, we didn't. We didn't. Six Rings came show. We did not make a bowl game, so we're like not not haven't been practicing. You know, it's a little rusty here. <laughs> uh, not getting Thornton, the wide receiver. We're talking about the wide receiver from Oregon. Uh, was a bit of a letdown. Yeah, as he committed. yeah, and then Anthony kind of had a follow up on the same subject. So kind of yeah. can't get our uh, offense coordinator. Can our I think that's what he meant. Can our offense coordinator get one of the receivers in the portal to come to Miami? So number one with Thornton. Yeah, I look. You gotta understand some of these guys. Okay, let's 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 put this out there so that a lot of you know uh, fans understand this, and I'm sure some of you some of you know this already. But um, you're not gonna get, well. Number one, obviously, you're not gonna get everybody. Okay, that's obvious. But I think the biggest thing to understand is that some of these guys are gonna go to the highest bidder, right? That's what you're looking for. They're looking for nil money. They're looking to go to the place that's gonna pay them the most. And as much money as Miami does have, right, and they've got a great collective and they've got, you know, Johnny and, and, and some of these other guys and they've got the money to pay people, that, that does not mean that they're going to overpay for players. So I want you to get that right, right? So that's the biggest thing to, to take out of all of this when you're talking about guys like Dante Horton and some of these other guys that maybe choose to go somewhere else. Yeah, Miami was in it. And it is a little bit of a letdown because, you know, a lot of us are talking about needing that big-time wide receiver one. And we'll get into wide receivers in a second because I think we're in a better position than than we think we are. However, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a letdown. There's Look, at the end of the day, Miami is looking to do some things. They're still looking to do some things in the transfer portal that – could help that position and TCU fumbles and Georgia just picked up. Yeah, this is gonna go. Yeah, this is gonna get. This is gonna get ugly. Yeah, this is this is gone. This might be a. Uh, yeah. yeah. What a shame. Alabama uh-huh. Notre Dame 2012. Maybe I'm thinking. <laughs> well, that was oh, a big man. Yikes. Yeah, that was a bad one. That was not, not no good. So yeah, Anthony, I'm I'm hoping that Miami does pick up a wide receiver in the transfer portal. I think that. Um, uh, what I want is a guy with productivity, and Vish, you mentioned this, right? Not only in the trenches, but you need a guy with productivity and experience. I don't want to get a guy <clears> – <throat> uh, let me rephrase that. 
I prefer to get a guy in the transfer portal that has 60, 70 catches, 1,000 yards receiving, 900 yards receiving, even if it's at, at a small school, right? The tape doesn't lie. So if the guy can play a tape, and now you've got Zoe evaluating tape, I'm going to trust whatever Zoe is, is, is going to go after. So if you've got that kind of stuff going on, um, that's what I want in a wide receiver, right? He's a guy with, with tape, a guy with productivity, a guy who's caught 50, 60, 70 balls. Um, and if you can't find that there, then, you know, then you, you got to do something else. I will tell you this, guys. Here's how I feel about the wide receiver position, okay, before we kind of move on about um, and talk a little bit about some other stuff here. I, I think the wide receiver position is a little bit better off than, than – than a lot of people think it is. Okay, you've got Kobe Young who, to be honest with you, what, he played maybe half the season, right, is when we really saw him, five, six games. Um, he does need to develop, right? He does need to, to get some things, but we saw flashes of how great he can be, right? And that's how wide receivers start off, right? You show flashes, and then you develop, and you continue to get better. I think that he is the type of guy that can come in and be a wide receiver one type of guy, Kobe Young. Um you know, a lot of people have the misconception that the wide receiver, uh, you know, wide receiver one needs to take the top off the defense every time and score 50, 60, 70 yard touchdown passes all the time. No, a wide receiver one is a dependable, dependable guy that when you need him to get, you know, a couple extra yards, when you need him to score that touchdown in the red zone, he can go up and get the ball. He can go up and do some things and create plays. And I think Kobe Young is that type of guy. Then you've got. You know, and you guys know how I feel about Jacoby George. He's my favorite wide receiver. Okay, you got him coming back completely healthy. I think he's a guy that's 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 primed to have a big big season. Um, and you've got X who's going to be back completely healthy. You got Brashard Smith coming back um, completely healthy. So you've got a nice nucleus of guys right there. Then you've got the younger guys that are going to have to develop and are going to go. They're going to get some playing time, right? The Zay Horton. Uh, uh, Robbie Washington, um, uh, Ray Ray Joseph, Nathaniel Joseph. So those are the other guys. So I still think you might need one more guy there. But I think – oh, and I forgot to mention, look, Frank Gladson was better than I think people thought he was last year also, right? Like he wasn't a superstar. What a, you know, a lot of people thought, oh, he's a five-star guy. He's going to be a superstar. But let's be real, right? Like he was he's injury-prone at Clemson. He had some issues with injuries. Didn't play his best. He's going to come out. Maybe this is the kind of guy that can kind of develop and get a little bit better also. He's got a couple of years left uh, to do some things. So I think that, yeah, Miami needs an extra guy. But I think we're a little bit better off than, than we think at wide receivers. So uh, what is Anthony right here? Let's be honest with the type of offense at Miami. A lot of wide receivers have to think long and hard before choose. I don't think it's a type of offense, Anthony. I just think that we need to execute. If we execute and we score points, um, we're going to be fine. Guys are going to come here and going to yeah, play. And, and I think – you know, we like to, I don't know why we do this, but think, um, you know, we're impervious to injuries. Like, I'm sorry, but we spent a half of the year with quarterbacks that could not, th- pretty much could not throw. Like when TVD wasn't in there, like Jake Garcia really struggled, struggled. Jakari's a work in progress. Like that was not ideal for receivers to thrive in. Um, and you kind of saw Colby Young drop off the face of the earth after TVD got injured, after they'd established a good right. rapport and, and they were kind of, building something there that you're like, all right, we got a combination that works here. And then TVD gets injured and that kind of just goes away entirely. So hundred percent. So I, I, I think you can't, it's hard to evaluate the receivers last year because of that, that 
quarterback play, even TBD was very inconsistent. And then the other two really could not ever get into any kind of throwing rhythm that would allow the receivers to show anything. So to your point, I think if you're going portal, I do think we need one more. And if you're going portal, it needs to be someone that is productive, that's polished. Because if we're going to go work in progress with someone, we have a we have a really good freshman class coming in. We have some young guys in the roster already that that are looking for an opportunity. That you know, if it's a project, I'd rather I'd rather just you know go with go with what we got. But if you get someone that's productive, that you know, I right, just got to run the routes correctly, get open. You know, like you said, it doesn't have to take the top off the deep, but just someone dependable that that we assume TBD can can you know check down to or rely on to be in the right spot when he needs to go through his progressions. That is that is kind of what you're looking for in the portal at this point. Yep. And also this type of offense, you know, it's very much the running game, um, you know, helps open up the passing game and the passing game can make defenses kind of relax in terms of the running game. And a lot of times last year we either had the receivers working well and the running game just not doing anything or the running game doing everything. And, inconsistent quarterback and receiver play so I can't recall too many times last year when the offense was completely in sync because you know I watched you know the college football playoff semifinals and Ohio State had you know their running game working and their you know passing game working and it complemented each other very well there definitely is an offensive plan especially to get wide receivers involved but I think it feeds off of the running game a lot as well and that's that's kind of the only bad thing about this offense is if one thing doesn't work well, then it seems like the other thing can't get going. So hopefully we'll see something better uh, next season. Well, and and you know, and by the way, I want to preface that by saying I do I, I hear what you're saying, Anthony, because yes, like some a lot of wide receivers are going to look at this offense and be like, whoa, like I, <laughs> this is not going to work for me, right? Like I'm not going to go be able to go there and show out. But, then, but but and that's where the recruiting comes into play, right? These guys are going to have to bust their ass uh, recruiting some of these wide receivers and, and showing them the vision that they're going to have for them, you know, uh, come down the road in a year or two when this offense starts to get, you know, clicking and get going. And, uh, you know, you might have to do some other things, right? You might have to you might have to go and hire a wide receiver coach who's just going to develop wide receivers. Right. So um, which will kind of get into coaching a little bit now in a second. But um and some other things, but I think with one more guy, I'm, I'm okay. I'm comfortable with that. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the wide receivers. I, I wouldn't give up on it just yet. I think, uh, what you're going to see now also is two things, right? I'm not saying that <laughs> we're going to, we're going to pick up someone from Georgia or TCU, but look, this is the last game of the season right now. Okay, what's going to happen after this game? You might see some guys from some of these teams hop in the portal, right? And that's a risk. Yeah, so Mario's taking a risk, right, on waiting till some of these bigger names maybe hop in the portal. Maybe the, some guys from Michigan you saw now. Well, Mr. Santana um, has decided that he's hopped in the portal. So uh... I feel the same way about <laughs> Michigan, to be honest with you, so. <laughs> um, no, but like I think what Jazz was saying is there's going to be some attrition, and there's also going to be some attrition after spring ball as well. Once these depth charts become more established, and you know you start seeing position battles, so I, so I think what Jazz was trying to say is although you know we're not guaranteed a five-star wide receiver from either Georgia or TCU, there will be good quality athletes available. Um, 
especially come the end of spring ball when some guys realize, hey, I'm not getting a ton of playing time. Yeah, and, and that's always the case, especially with all the coach movement. Some guys don't know how they stand yet. Um, and so once they, like you said, in spring ball or even maybe before that, as they start to get a better idea. The other the other thing is as – well, TCU might actually do something here. Nice. All right. Might have a game. Um, the other thing is as uh, Jazz rejoins us. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, I need a new computer. This is driving me. We thought, we thought you entered the portal. You went, you went to FSU and came back? What happened there? I feel the same way about Michigan Jazz. I just fall off the face of the earth when I start mentioning Michigan. Ugh. I know that's what happened. Right, to me, right, man. Just, just to finish finish that thought, as as um as players kind of as as the next national sign day closes, you know they'll see they'll also be players looking around saying who's got scholarships, who wants to take me. Mm-hmm. I think there'll be another wave of of because there are definitely schools holding open spots for yep. high school players that they're not going to be able to fill. Um, and yep. then and then that opens up a portal spot. So I think there's there's going to be a few more rounds of kind of players dumping into the portal and getting picked yep. up. Absolutely. Um, I, I guess so. We covered so we covered the wide receivers, right? Uh, before we get into the coaching stuff, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Prize Fix, baby. Uh, forgot to mention them earlier, but a big shout out to PrizeFix.com. Uh, we we did a little bit of something uh, earlier today on Twitter. Uh, we kind of showed you the over under on the on the quarterbacks as far as their passing yards are concerned. So um, make sure you check out PricePix.com. Uh, sign up when you sign up. You use the code five F I V E and uh, we'll match your deposit up to a hundred dollars. Okay, your initial deposit up to a hundred dollars. You don't have to use it all at once. Here's how it works. It's really simple. All depends on how much money you want you want to win. So choose anywhere between two and five players. Okay, then you're going to choose the over under on their individual stats. Simple as that. You wait till they play. You win some money. Uh, You can uh, you can pick and choose uh, players from different leagues, different sports. You can do it all. Uh, NFL, NBA, college football, college basketball. Uh, I I think Formula One is coming into this now, too, which is kind of cool. So you got baseball. You can do it all. Uh, Hockey. You kind of mix and match. Okay. 
Go ahead, uh, sign up, use the code 5, uh, F-I-V-E, uh, pick two to five players, the over under, uh, choose the over-under on their individual stats, and watch how you win. Make sure you go to pricepicks.com. And, again, uh, when you sign up, use the code 5, F-I-V-E, and we will match your initial – well, they will match it. Not me. I am not matching anything. Uh, but they'll match your initial deposit. You, you heard it here. Money. Contact Jazz. You didn't hear anything you. here. <laughs> no chance. But, uh, yeah, check them out, pricepicks.com. So the coaching stuff, right? It's it's tricky, right? Because I, I don't know anything. Okay, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's start with that. I We're all in anything. that boat. I know uh, J J A A mentioned it. If yeah, there's I'll any ideas yeah. on the rumor that Gaddis is leaving within two weeks, I have no idea. Um, but here's what I will tell you: the NFL season also ended yesterday. Okay, and uh, Mario may be looking in the NFL for some help, and some guys may not be employed anymore anymore in the NFL. Some guys might get fired, hence someone that got fired today, um, which was a pretty big one that could that if he comes back to college football, he'll tear the league apart. So he'll tear college football apart. Uh, so there's there's a lot of different things going on when it comes to coaching that I really can't really speak on yet. I think that we sh- we, we as frustrating as it is, because it's frustrating. Um, it's frustrating to me as well. OK. Uh, that you know some of the things are just not being told out there. That's the way man, uh, Mario is, man. He doesn't want anything, anybody to know anything, and it's gonna happen when it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. That's just that's just the bottom line. We might start hearing some stuff soon. With all that being said, okay, take a look at the the NFL, see what happens there, okay, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Now, again, I, I will just say I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Ben on this one. Um... Is there got no thing as OC hard pass? I'm just saying he's another he's a guy, right? He's, okay, he's... so so he was a crappy coach at Texas Tech who fired him. He then somehow, I mean, this is like so ridiculous if you think about it. Fired by a college team immediately with no other any rehabilitation head coach right. of an NFL team. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> Who he's now fired up again. So he was a bad head coach, though, right? He was a terrible head coach. Yeah, and and he hasn't been an offensive coach, like an offensive coordinator. He's been calling plays, but he's been getting fired everywhere he's doing it. So I don't know. But I do think. Would he call plays at Texas Tech, by the way? I think so, yeah. He might have called plays. Yeah, but Jazz, I think to your point, I think I would be looking for those those NFL coaches that are shaking loose. I think it's probably more at the analyst. Could position be. where you yeah. would where they're like looking to like just have less less pressure for a year right um because I, I don't know that any of i mean I, I know ben brought up kingsbury i don't know that any of the the guys so far that i'm seeing fired would want to be i mean they're definitely not going to take like a position below i would say coordinator um and you know they're i haven't seen whatever rumors people well, are talking and, about and, but and, and that's what everybody <laughs> wants right we want a new offensive right. coordinator so. well well I frankly, I guess I'm alone on this. Don't really feel strongly about it one way or the other. If he right. goes, I'm okay. No, no, I think there's a if lot of people. Like I'm okay because I, I think like this is going to be. I, I don't want to go back to this, but to me, it was the same discussions people had around Al Golden uh, with D'Onofrio. And at the at, after a while, I'm like, it doesn't matter because they're running Al Golden's defense. If he gets rid of D'Onofrio and brings in someone else to run his defense, the same defense. And right. and I do I do agree with. Um, 
Anthony uh, here saying, you know, the, some of the play calling was certainly subpar. There were times where like, what are we doing here? Um, but if you're looking for some kind of radical style change, that ain't how Mario plays football. And for better or worse, whether you're happy with that or not, that, this is how we're going to be playing. So I could certainly see, you know, making the argument, even with that style, we could get someone that could maybe, you know, sequence his plays better, put together his game plan better. That's all certainly up for debate when you see how many, <laughs> like some of the production from last year. So that's why I'm not, but I mean, I know people like kind of talking about, well, we got to get back to tempo and spread like that's, I'm sorry, whether you like it or I'm not. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit more of that, but that doesn't mean that that's the type of. Uh, well, well, I mean, yeah. part of the thing with tempo is you have to be successful on first down. <laughs> like well, right. like yeah, the offense was so bad. Like no one's going like, incompletion or run for minus two yards and then like line up again throw an incompletion line up again like no you have to like get a successful first down play um and so i i think i think there's you know there's i think our our fan base has has kind of fallen in love with something that again watching watch the two teams playing right now like what you're asking for is not what these teams are doing they are playing balanced football they're huddling (laughs) <laughs> like, I, well, like, Garrett, I, like, 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 Garrett Riley runs a little bit more tempo, but, um, but and, yeah, and, and, and no, but it's not. So I think, but, but he still balances it out. I, th- he, I, I mean, think he's got I think, great running backs. I think a lot really of, well, I, yeah, and so. I think a lot of our mindset is set from the fact that we were behind the times. You know, if you think about when like Chip Kelly was the new innovative thing, and that was, that was, that was all gas, no break, right? Right, right? At that same time, we were lining up in an I formation and doing all stuff that no one was really doing. And I I don't think people kind of realize that in that interim for us to get to where we are now, the pendulum has moved from Chip Kelly back a little bit more towards the center, right? Because it was at that point, everyone's like, we got to swing it all over the place. We got to go fast, fast, fast. And right. Chip Kelly didn't win squat. And everyone kind of realized, no, you need to balance that a little bit. Yeah. Now, you do not need to be doing what we did in, in the late '90s, early 2000s, right? I don't think anyone's arguing that, but I think, you know, way, I don't care. I don't care what team you put Jerry Judy or Amari Cooper or uh, uh, Jalen Waddle on; <laughs> they're going to do the same thing they did at Alabama that they do anywhere else. So that's got nothing to do with right. The talent right? definitely comes into play, but and and I think, but I mean, I but think to, to my point, like you can put those kind of guys in a Josh Gaddis offense, and they're going to do the same exact thing. Well, see, this is the thing, though, right? So, and this is where I'll kind of start with our fans a little bit. The coaches still matter to a certain degree. Like, the talent is, is like, one to five on the list to, like, get to the top of college football. If you actually want to win the big things, like the game being played right now, you also need the coaches in place. And I think, you know, there is I, – I guess where I am on this, which, again, I think is a little bit different, is I, I'm not decided on Gattis that he definitely cannot win here. And I think a lot of our fans are, which is why they're like, I don't care about the talent. At some point, we got to get rid of this guy. Right. Right? Because, yeah, if you can get more talent in there, you can win 10 games. Can you win all 12? Right? And I think that's – you know, we keep solving a problem we've unfortunately haven't had in the last 20 years. But Well, no, you know why I agree with you? Because, you know, look at a guy who just caught this pass, Ladd McConkey. Like, where, where did he come out of, right? He was like a, a two-star athlete, a two-star wide receiver. I mean, his dad was an NFL receiver. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything, right? So, like he's, he's, so he's, he's he developed, and he's he's a hell of a he's a hell of a playmaker now for Georgia, right? Max you know. Dugan, quarterback, three star recruit. 
Yeah. Now he's on the national stage. Well, Stetson Bennett is, is, yeah, is like the, the epitome of it all, right? But, but it all comes back to development and coaching. That's what it comes down to. And I think you're right, Vish. I think that you need to have some of that coaching. You need to understand. But you also have to have the right. It's both, right? It's both. you got to have the yeah, right, talent, and, the right and, players. And, and I, would, I, would, I would counter that with, with um, you know, Lad McConkie and Stetson Bennett aren't doing squat without all the five stars around them. Let's be real. You put them on. You said earlier, if you put like Waddle and 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 Judy or whatever in a Gattis scheme, they'll thrive. I think if you put Bennett and McConkie on our team, they would have looked like ass too. Get, get put that offensive line around Stetson Bennett and and, and that running game, and let's see how effective he is. So I, I, it's a team game. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, do you, I get want, what you're do, you want, do you want to defend yourself? No, no, I, I know what he's saying. The schemes are very important, absolutely. Uh, to the talent, the problem is if, if you don't execute that scheme, then it's it's like you said, it's tough, right? It's tough to get the wide receivers we need because you're not executing. But is that a coaching thing or is that a player thing, right? Is that a talent thing? Because I mean, I'm sure we can look at the tape and we can see a million times how many guys are open in this scheme. And the quarterback didn't find them. The offensive line didn't give him, give him enough time to find them. So I think that scheme is important. No, I, I completely agree with you, Pimp. Um, but I also think that when you're a generational talent, like a guy like Waddle or Judy or, or something like that, I think that they uh, – well, McConkie just scored a, a touchdown. Uh, um, I think you, you, need, you, you still can thrive at just about any place that you're at. Um, again just going back to it, right? You're not going to thrive with a guy like Jakari Brown because he's still developing. I get all of that. But at the same time, those type of guys are going to make it easier for their quarterbacks as well. You see that all the time. You see some quarterbacks that are mediocre play a lot better because you've got guys around them that make them look a lot better too. So, I mean, it, it goes hand in hand. So I think that scheme is very important, but at the same time, you need to execute that scheme in order for it to be as important as you want it to be. I keep going back to nine or 10 quarters with zero TDs. That is coaching or lack of it. Yeah, I, I, it's it's an issue. It's an issue. So and it's this an is issue. where, this is where like. Yes. I, I came yes down, we'll talk about that in a second. Ben. This is this is where I came down on, um, you know, I'm not bothered either way because I actually I attended all three games in person where we did not score a touchdown. I was in College Station, Charlottesville, and at the FSU <laughs> game. So I, I had some special torture on that. Now I will say, well, actually, technically we scored a touchdown against UVA. Oh no, it was a two, right? Yeah, no, we didn't score a touchdown. No, it wasn't. We got into the end zone though. Um, but I mean, just looking at actually the first drive of both the Clemson and FSU game, I mean, it was the first play of the game, right? Where Jakari Brent overthrows a touchdown. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, FSU the third down right before he kicked the field goal. There were two guys wide open. He ended up overthrowing, I think it was X uh, in the end zone. But there was someone else. I think it was Mallory or someone breaking completely wide open too. And it just is a miss. We're leaving plays out on the field too. Um, now, with that said, you know, zero TDs. Eventually, you got like a play, right? I mean, there's three games where we did not score a touchdown. That's that's ridiculously bad. Like that can't just be explained away by players not executing. The coaches have yeah. to take the blame for that. Absolutely. So. I agree. I agree. Um, ben, you mentioned James Coley, man. James Coley. I, I, you know, we've mentioned his name before we brought his name up um, in the past. Um, so obviously Bobby Petrino coming in to uh, be the offense coordinator at, uh, at Texas A&M. 
Coley wasn't the offensive coordinator, but he was a wide receivers coach, and he was obviously, I think, a recruiting coordinator as well for them. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Bobby Petrino does, right? Like, does he bring in some of his guys? Does Jimbo allow him to bring some of his guys in? Or is this still Jimbo kind of making the decisions? Coley, it's going to be tough to let go of a guy like, like James Coley, being that he is one of the best recruiters in the country. Uh, he's a hell of a position coach. Um, his off, I, I think he's a better offensive coordinator than we gave him credit for when he was down here. Um, in Miami, uh, but I, I, I'd be interested to see what happens with James Coley. Is he a guy that I would want on this staff? Absolutely. If he comes in as a wide receiver coach on this staff, are you kidding me? Come on now. Um, he's great. You know, he's great. But uh, I'm about to kid you because I don't want him near this staff. I do 100%. Why don't you want him around this staff? I, I, we've been there, done that. We got to move forward. Like, I, I'm sorry. He's been here. He's been the offensive coordinator here like 10 years ago or whatever. Like, I don't need to go back to that. Yeah, but I think he's been a, working with Jimbo and College Station. Let, let him keep that, That's fine. I, I don't need him back here. Like, of all the, the stuff to go, if we're looking to go get a coach, Go get a coach. I don't need to wait around for Jimbo to fire someone off his crappy team to try and pick up the scraps. I don't think like, he, like to me like I don't think he gets fired though. Maybe he decides to leave. If we if we move, if we think you know? if we think we need a wide receivers coach or an offense coordinator, then fire the current guy who holds both those positions and go get a top guy. No, uh, I, I don't. See, I, 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 I don't. I don't that. need to. I don't need to try and like. Well, if, so, if he comes available, like no, nah, I don't need that. I disagree with that, right? I, I think that that happens every day in college football, whether it's Alabama doing it or somebody else does. If a guy comes available, then you can you can go grab him. People get fired all the time, even if, even when they do their job right. So no, no. What I'm saying is, I at and, this, I, and why not get a wide receiver coach and let let Gattis just worry about calling. What the I'm offense. saying is, if you made that determination, go get someone now. Like I don't need to say, well, we'll run. We'll run it back, but then if Coley's available, no. If you think Coley's the guy, go get him right now. Like that's my point. We're we're sitting here saying like because it's trying to be opportunistic off of AM's dysfunction, and I, I'm like, I, if he's the best guy to have as your wide yeah, receiver, yeah. But I don't coach, think it's that easy though, Vish. I think there there's a lot more that goes into it than just saying, well, let's go get the guy now. Like, yeah, well, hey, you know, I wish it was that easy to just go get the guy now. I think a lot more goes into that when it comes to trying to get the guy that you want. I mean, it, it, it could take time. It could take uh, negotiation. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I, what I'm saying is that if if right now you're waiting on some other things to happen, okay, so let's put it this way. What's the difference between that and waiting to see what happens with one of the coaches for TCU or one of the coaches for Georgia or one of the coaches for Michigan all of a sudden deciding coming available. Like if they fire one of those guys, would you not go after him? That's you. premier talent though. You're talking about premier talent right there. Not the guy you're, you're talking about James Coley who has recruited and coached premier talent as well. So right. But go ahead. Bish. No, my, my response to that is if you've identified, we have a gap on our staff, you already should be trying to fill it. And if it means like, you know, Everyone available is not good enough. We need to wait. That's fine. But the idea that we're keeping Gaddis around just to be a seat filler in case someone better comes along, like to me, see. But if I don't you, think, if you think you need to fix that, I don't think that's happening yeah, either. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. But I, but I think we're sitting here. Um, but either way, I, he's not going to come in and be the offensive coordinator here. I, right. I but if we think we need a dedicated wide receiver coach, we should have done it already. 
In well, my maybe opinion, right, maybe the right guy hasn't come 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 open yet. Maybe the so. Right if what if the right guy doesn't come open, we're going to run it back with Gaddis as the wide receiver coach. Well, I, I think you've seen that that coach that coach Cristobal will do that, right? If he doesn't get the guy that he wants, he's not just going to get just anybody. Yeah, so that that's where I have an issue with it. Um, is I think if you determine that you need to upgrade that position, you upgrade it. If you do, if you don't need to upgrade it, I'm like I said, I'm not I'm not saying Gas has to go, but if you think he has to go, then, then do it. <laughs> I, I just yeah, and, and, and that includes I ju- that includes, that includes, that includes shrinking responsibilities, and yeah. also I just I don't I mean we've been enamored with our retreads for 20 years maybe i'm just jaded by it but like yeah. dude, he was here he's gone let him go somewhere else you know why receivers coach couldn't get one i think he I, I i would i would take him in a heartbeat here i would take just just based off of his recruiting prowess alone uh and his ability ability to uh to develop wide receivers and quite frankly tight ends as well i would give them both if i if i, I mean how is a&m's production looking as far as what? As far as as far as anything, really. Frankly, well, that that program sucks worse than we do. Yeah, like I, they still have better. <laughs> they still have better wide receivers than we did last year. Evan Stewart was an yeah, but they didn't club. produce a ton. Evan yeah, Stewart, I mean, they were. Still I'm pretty pissed. sure Evan Stewart produced. Plus, I mean, they had the same issues we did, if not worse, at quarterback. They had no quarterback play whatsoever. Haynes King was a scrub. Max Johnson didn't do jack. The other kid, Wigman, played when he played. They were productive. They won some. They won some games with Carson Wigman, and then he got hurt, and they had to go back to Haynes King. And that guy's. All I'm saying bad. is, if if we're going, if we're making these types of comparisons, then you know, there's got to be some. If we're thinking we need to make a move here, there's got to be something better than this. You just mentioned all these NFL. I don't know. I, I mean, like... think about this for a second, right? Think about this for a second. Corey Raymond. Let's throw Corey Raymond in the mix. Corey Raymond, let's say uh, Florida brings in a new defensive coordinator and wants to get rid of Corey Raymond. Are you going to say no to Corey Raymond? What did he – I mean, his uh, half of his defensive backs transferred out, if not more. Is Corey Raymond a terrible coach? Corey Raymond's an absolute stud, and I take him here every day and twice on Sunday. And that's not a knock on Jamila Dye, but I take him here over Jamila Dye. Okay. Every day and twice on Sunday, and I would take him here over just about anybody else in the country. That's the same scenario that yeah. could be happening in in in, in Texas A and M with with Coley. It's uh, do you, I feel like you're overrating James Coley quite a bit. I don't think um, I am. I don't think I am, and I think a lot of people would 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 agree that he is a premier coach at, at not only as a wide I, I think I think he I think he's viewed as a premier recruiter. I don't think anyone views him as a premier coach and that's the problem I have. And there is a difference between the two. Because there we have big, we big have yeah, all these recruiters is. recruiters left and right on the staff. I don't need another recruiter. What I need is well, receivers of, that can run around correctly. The, the, same could, the same could be said for Mario Cristobal, right? A lot of people see him as a premier recruiter but not a great coach. Well, he's not really. He's a. He's trying to build a program. That's again a different, different category. Well, you you still need guys that can do both, and I think that I think right. That, I don't. I that that's. I guess where I think we just have a different opinion on yeah. on, on Coley's ability. Whatever, to bro. Do you, Vish, you're wrong. That's it. Get over it, bro. That's it. You're wrong. Coley <laughs> is the goat, and that's it. <laughs> Make Look, him head coach. Just, you know, if they let him go, let's just upgrade for Mario and go right to Cole. I mean, what coach. the hell? Why not? So, look, I mean, look at Reem. Reem Rose says, 
Kingsbury must get. And then uh, Pimp Down, or was it Pimp Down or Ben that said, hell no, please don't get me <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> this is what I love about our fan, our, our fans too, you know? Like one, one side will be like, Kingsbury, no thanks. I'll pass. A hard pass. Reem Rose, like, Kingsbury, get. Let's go. You see the extreme ends of the spectrum in, like, the span of five minutes, and I love it. Well, yeah, but, I mean, awesome. and, and, I, and this is this is a product of 20 years of futility. Just ge- ge- generalized frustration manifesting itself in, in many forms. So, Rod, it says move Khalil Brantley to tight end slash fullback. I'm pretty sure that's the position he plays now, Rod. Yeah, well, no, he was technically, I think, a tight uh, a receiver, but he was our blocking Khalil receiver. Bradley? Yeah. He was playing receiver this year as, like, the blocking receiver. We'd sub him in anytime he wanted to run. And yeah, he, but his title had him as a tight end. There's no – he was not a wide receiver. I'm pretty sure he was listed as a wide receiver. We have to check that out. I don't think – I think he was listed as a tight end. Uh, I'm doing so right now. Uh, Evan Stewart. Look, Evan, 53 receptions, 649. Two touchdowns. Uh, Mario shouldn't level. Bradley oh. was listed as a tight end. Yeah. Offensive coordinator wires here, but <sighs> nah, to be nicer, kiss these soft, overrated players. But Gaddis is doing a uh, doing a good. I think he meant to say, uh, or he or she, Louise, Louise or Lewis Allen. Gaddis is doing a job, a good job. He does not have to be nice or kiss these soft, overrated players, but. So, um, so I think that was in response to Rod's comment on. Yes, Gaddis is mean and nasty. I don't, <laughs> I don't mind mean and nasty. I don't. Whatever. As long as he respects players, that's all. But I don't mind him being mean and nasty. Um, what is what is Rod saying? Mario shouldn't level level it. Goddess be an offense. I I think he's mean. He shouldn't let. Gattis I think he's be saying it shouldn't let Gaddis be an offensive coordinator and, and wide receiver. Right. I think you need to separate it. That's just Which again, I feel like if that's the case, then go get the best wide receiver coach you can get and not sit there well if James Coley comes around. And like and, and you know what? Now that you say that going back to what you said about the NFL, some guys that and the analyst role, I think you might see some guys that maybe just want to be a you know, just want to be a position coach. And I think you see that a lot. If you see a guy that's like a, a wide receiver coach now. In the NFL, and he gets fired, or he gets let go because there's a new coaching staff coming. Um, it's a lateral move, but he may be make, he may end up making more money here than he would in the NFL anyway. So yeah, I and and okay. I think guys, I think there's a difference when between guys like that are still you know a position coach in the NFL. Generally, like you said, would make more money than yeah than a college position coach. But there's still guys at that level still trying to figure their career out because like college is a completely different game. Do they want to go that route or not? It used to be, you know, 30 years ago, you'd always go the NFL route because the money was so much more in the NFL. That's not the case anymore. So you might you might find some guys shake loose that are just like, yeah, I'd rather be in college. Right. Um, but when you start talking about Kingsbury and stuff like that, that's not – guys who have been head coaches at both levels are not going to come in here and be like, yeah, sure, let me uh... – <laughs> I, I might take a stab at him. Although I guess I guess Bill, Bill O'Brien, I guess, is Alabama's, and he yeah. he did Penn State and the Texans. He's probably going to get a job in the NFL. I, and I might take a stab at, at, at Kingsbury as my offensive coordinator, but uh, uh, that's for another conversation. Ben said maybe we can get Brian McClendon back from Georgia. Hey, maybe. You never know. 
Uh, you never know what the he's busy what, right now. What Mario's gonna do, but he's kind of busy today. Like, yeah, maybe the next <laughs> week or so. You're gonna see a lot of. You, I think when you're gonna see a lot of things drop is in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, Anthony, shout out to Anthony, man, congratulations, mm-hmm. uh, Uncle Anthony. Uh, awesome, man. <clears throat> yeah, how about Garrett Riley? Yeah, obviously, congratulations, Anthony. He's a little busy right now too. So, and I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. He loses Dugan and he loses Quince. Uh, Quentin Johnston and a lot of his his big time players there at CCU, but I, I mean they're building something pretty nice over, over there with Sonny Dykes. I don't know if Garrett Wright is going to make a lateral move like that as you know to come to Miami to be an offensive coordinator when when they've got a pretty good recruiting class. You've got Sonny Dykes. I mean I don't know. Well, you never know. You never know. But uh, well, I think step one is us deciding if if we want to keep the current guy or not. That's true. Right. Correct. And then you go from one Broyles Award winner to the next. How about that? Um, that'd be interesting. Uh, Michigan became more productive after Gattis left. They did well because it was Harbaugh's offense. He stinks. Hey, so, a, lot of, so, a lot of people feel that way. Well, well, here, here's why I have a problem with that, right? Um, it's just trying to take credit away from, from one coach saying it's because of another one. Right. I mean, to me, that's – we're not in the locker room. We don't know what the hell's going on. And to me, that's just like – to me, that's a little bit unfair because um, there's no – there's no coach that's doing everything themselves. Right. So, so like everyone on that staff is responsible and certainly the offense coordinator is heavily responsible for whatever an offense is doing. I mean, we could likewise say, well, they shouldn't fire gas now because it's Mario's offense. Right. Right. He gets blamed. He doesn't get credit for Michigan. He gets blamed for this show. No, they're both him. Um, and, and that's the reality of it. It was bad this year. And he owns that, but if he owns that, then he gets credit for last year at Michigan. Like you can't have, well, it's Harbaugh's credit, but Gas is blame here. Like that doesn't work. Yeah, I get that. Uh, last question of the night uh, from Anthony Mendez, guys. Do you think we're getting less from our DCs because of the two DCs? One maybe overshadowing the other. I know individually they are great DCs, but I'm not sure that the duel is working out. So number one, we don't have two defensive coordinators. We only have one. It's Kevin Steele. Steel. Yeah. Charlie Strong is our linebackers coach. Um, and two, no, I just think we didn't have enough talent. When your, def- when your defensive backs are getting smoked, play in and play out, there's not much you can do and not much trust you have in calling anything else than what he did. I mean, I, I, you're, you're going to see – I mean, it's, it's hard for me to say – to sit here and say with the amount of experience and the amount of success that Kevin Steele has had at, at his other stops that have been big-time SEC programs, big-time schools, and everybody loves his defense. He has great defenses. He's been able to develop players. It's hard for me to sit here and say uh, – uh, Georgia scored against 24-7. Um, it's hard for me to sit here and say that – now Kevin Steele doesn't know how to be a defensive coordinator anymore, right? Like, it's just hard for me to say that. Like, I, I think you need to have, again, you need to have the players to be able to run the defense that you want. And I think, you know, when you when you realize you can't do that, you're going to give up points because your defense is not great. You don't have linebackers. All your linebackers are hurt or they aren't very good and you're depending on a freshman linebacker to be your number one guy. You know, your defensive backs are all getting smoked. Um, even your best defensive back who's probably going to get drafted. I mean, you've got these issues, um, and you're expecting your front four and your front seven to be 
this absolute juggernaut. It's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to call the right plays. You're not going to be able to be successful. So, no, I think that once you start to see this um, this team build and uh, develop some depth and get the right guys in, you're going to see how good that defense can be. Yeah, I, I don't view it that differently than the offense. Like, there's yeah. there's pedigree. The performance wasn't good last year. If, if Mario, he knows what's going on there. If he decides, um, you know, we got to move on, then then he needs to do I, I, that. By the way, yes, Theo has been fired. So has so has Bill Be- uh, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. I mean, what are we talking about? Everybody, so, so is Mario. Gets, so is Mario. <laughs> Everybody gets fired, man. I, I'm I'm not gonna say it on that. Yeah, I, I would just say like I view it the same as the offense. The performance was bad enough where Mario's like, yeah, I gotta make a change there. I'm good with that. Um, the pedigree is strong enough where if he's like, no, I'm bringing these guys back, just stick with it. It's gonna work. I'm good with that too. Yeah. And, but I don't think it's some kind of personality clash between. I assume, you know, as as Jazz said, we only have one defensive coordinator, but I don't think it's some kind of like butting heads with strong or something that's causing an issue. Otherwise, one of them would have been gone already because Mario wouldn't put up with that. So. <sighs> I think that's about it. You wanna you wanna quickly <laughs> dispense with this from Ben? Well, no, no, that was easy. Yeah, no. that's why I was like, do you wanna quickly? No. I, I knew the answer there. No, it's gonna be TBD. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, thanks for everybody coming out and and watching the show. Uh, Louis Allen, Philly, Ben, Anthony, all you guys. We love uh, we love fighting with you guys in the chat. We appreciate <laughs> it. We appreciate you. Y'all bring up some great points and some good yeah. questions, so I love it, man. And even if I'm wrong, that's all right. I'll take the I don't care. Uh, but I'm not. I'm. I'm never wrong, so it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, uh, I love you guys. No, I'm just messing around. But uh, we appreciate everybody coming on and and joining the show. And for all the re- rewatch crew, we appreciate you guys as well. Uh, we we'll probably have some some really good info for you next week as well as uh, uh, signing day. So we'll probably have Cormani McLean's uh, decision soon. Actually, yeah, we'll have it because he makes his decision this weekend. So we'll have a we'll have an update for you on that. Hopefully, we'll have an update for you. Chill with the go go Yankees thing, Philly King. Chill with that, bro. We don't put that stuff up, okay? Um, Absolutely not. Vish, do not do it. Yeah, do it. You, you see? asked for it. You asked for you it. See? Unbelievable. We got two Red go Sox. We got two Red Sox fans here, and you're putting that stuff up. Jesus. Um, yeah, we got some more content. Here we go. It's it's only it's only starting in 2023, man. We'll have a lot more transfer portal news, a lot more recruiting news, and um, yeah, yeah, we're just excited. About yeah, this so so we here. we'll be here all off season too. So yeah, yeah, we'll be here. <laughs> yeah, it's a weekly show, so uh, yeah. Appreciate the kind words, but we're not going anywhere. So. We're not going anywhere, J J A A. We we get to we get to yell about the coaches for another six months, nine months. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my Long god. Time. I guess we should go ahead and congratulate George on back-to-back championships. Yeah, because okay. <laughs> that game was way over. We we should can we? Damn, it was long. Uh, it's not like, it's not way over yet, but they are. I mean, we were like, like, we're like first part of the show. Maybe. I mean, we were yeah, we were all like you know we all picked Georgia to win. We're all like no, it'll be a good game. You know, TCU will hang around. That game was over like after the yeah. first two plays. Not anytime soon. Uh, Anyways, uh, we'll see you guys well, next next week. Uh, probably at a little bit later time, probably eight. Well, I mean, we got next week's a holiday on Monday, and um, someone's NFL team. I got to work, so. Well, well, someone's yeah. NFL team is getting bounced out of the playoffs during this time, so uh, <laughs> nice. might be occupied. Not the nice. Dolphins. The Dolphins are not playing Monday night. Someone else's team. No, someone else's team. <laughs> we'll 
we'll see. Not the Patriots, that's for sure. No, we're talking, we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, so so your boy here might be occupied a little bit. So we might Wait, have to Fish, you're a Cowboys fan? Yeah, he's a Cowboys fan. Born in man. Texas. Oh, okay. I never yeah. knew because you didn't tell me at least 50,000 times upon me meeting you. So my bad. Good on you, Vish. I hey, DJ, what do you think question. about Justin Turner, though, baby? Justin Turner, I like that addition. I really do. I, I like it, time. too. I like it, too. And we re-signed Devers. I was afraid they were going to let him walk with the way the offseason's going. So I know, right? I'm okay with that. I'm we're, all right with we're that. We're doing all right. We're, uh, it's, uh, I think it's looking a little bit better than we anticipated. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, yeah. So I think we need another arm. Go get one of those Marlin arms. They're, they're no good over Please, there. Please, so they have like four, yeah, four good the, arms. What's yeah. the point over there? They're going to put them to no use over there anyway, so – Pointless to have good arm. I agree. In Miami. But anyways, I agree. Um, if we're gonna talk baseball, at least like talk Canes baseball. Like, what are you guys doing? Well, hey, number nine in the country. I was about to uh, say the polls came out. The polls yeah, came out, nine and one. I think six and another one. I not think bad. they're right on that national seed line. Yeah, not bad. They got right, some big bats. Be... Big bats coming in with the addition from uh, uh, Pharaoh from uh, Florida Gulf Coast University. They've got some. They got that big kid Jack Scanlon. Scanlon, a uh, big catcher. Uh, that can come in and, and produce a little bit. You got some of the other guys coming. Obviously, Yo-Yo. I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, one of the top players in, in the country. You've got Walters coming in. I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do with their with their, um, with their their rotation. Yeah, That's the rotation gonna be, will be. Yeah, it's it, going to be interesting. It's got to be Rosario. I mean, he's finally got to put it together. We'll see. We'll you see. know, when he, he's the only guy who shows up in the postseason, though. Both of his postseason. Well, maybe awesome, he'll show up in the regular season while he's at it. He's just saving it up. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. We'll see you guys next Monday. Adios. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rigs Kane Show. You know. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.